Hello, welcome to the Awkwardly Anna podcast. I'm your host, Anna Barr, and I am a certified life coach and authenticity coach. And I coach you from feeling like life completely runs you to creating a life that you cannot wait to wake up to each day. And it starts here on the podcast. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your fun infused water, and let's chat. Hello, welcome to episode 74. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from our special guest today, Molly Trotter Gomez. She is a former news anchor turned on-camera confidence coach, turned co-founder of this amazing organization called Girl Power Alliance that just does really powerful work for women, women in business, just being in community and not competition with one another. And it's an incredibly encouraging, uplifting, and just exploding with growth organization that I think is really cool. And today we are going to talk about what to do when you're not in the right career or you're not living out your passion, what to do when you don't feel like you're living up to either your own checklist you had or maybe a checklist other people have for you, and how to encourage and be encouraged in marriage and in life. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation today. Okay. Hi, Molly. Okay. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited for my listeners to get to know you and meet you because you are a blessing to anyone that gets to know you. So if you could just say hello and tell people my listeners, who you are personally, and then what you do professionally. Yeah, of course. Well, Anna, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, It's such a blessing to be able to be here and be able to share with others. So my name is Molly Trotter Gomez. I live in sunny Southern California. Um, Gosh, when I share my story, I always like to start, you know, when it comes to the professional world, um, I started off as a news anchor and reporter. And the reason why I share that is because I really had a passion to give the underdog a voice. But when I realized that the news had its own agenda and it was very depressing, very dark, I was like, I'm not going to last here. But I gained so many great skills of, you know, networking with people, how to share, you know, a story very quick and efficiently, Um, because on the news, you got to get it out sometimes in 15, 20, 30 seconds. Like you got to be snappy. Um, But God just really gave me that heart to serve others in that capacity. So when when I left the news, I got into industries like uh, network marketing, digital marketing, created my own consulting company to help women actually really be able to share their uh, real bold and authentic voice. Uh, But where God led me, and you can obviously tell that when I'm sharing about God, I'm very big in my faith. He led me to create this company that I co-founded with a couple other women called Girl Power Alliance, which it is a premier membership of Christ-centered resources to grow personally and professionally uh, with an opportunity to create passive income attached to it. So what that looks like is women have gifts. God has given us giftings. And how do you equip, get equipped in those gifts? You know, who do you learn from that you can trust that has the same value system? You know what I mean? So inside of the membership, there's a variety of ways that women can learn from, you know, on-demand, online modules, live calls. Uh, We have what's called the Radiant Leadership Academy, which is very, very popular, which really helps just pour back into you. And it allows you to really get that essence of what does it look like to partner with God and all that we do. Um, And because this is a digital platform, it's very simple, very easy to share. And so women do that and they can create a passive income by doing that or even just getting their membership paid for. Um, But I love all of that for the simple fact of it's so perfect for right now because people are like, okay, where do I go to take what God's put inside me and actually get it out there and actually do something with it? And so when you have an environment of 
ambitious Christian women going after the goals that God's put in their heart. Um, like it's really electrifying and it's very exciting to be and do life with people like that. I love that. I love that. And you can even just tell how you talk about it. And my listeners will hear that too. Just that passion of being ignited with other women that are doing powerful things. And first and foremost, listening to what God's placed on their heart and being encouraged in that is so unique. And I don't know, Molly, if you know this, but my side hustle that I do is, um, and I'm getting kind of away from it, but building authentic online communities. I help people build authentic communities that stick that are lifelong that people don't leave people stay they come and they stay and I can honestly say from the preview I've seen of Girl Power Alliance it is one of the most authentic engaging encouraging life-giving you 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 often say there's no competition in the kingdom and people will say things like that sentiment and, and you don't see it lived out and in Girl Power Alliance you do see that lived out so definitely I will link your information and that in the show notes so people can check that out for themselves but Thank I you. when you talked about of course uh, when you talked about being on did you say news anchor is that the yes. right phrase okay uh -huh. being a news anchor I, I love that the topic I wanted for the show to be today if it worked out and this is perfect is what people do when they don't feel like they're living in their passion or they just feel like they're in the wrong job. I often, I'm a life coach now and I hear that often where people don't know that it's not them living, not living out their God-given passion, but they just are like, I'm in the wrong job. I think I'm at the wrong place or I don't have the right position here. So what would you, how would you encourage people that are in that position? First of all, go take it to your prayer closet. Like go take it to that secret place and be like, okay, Lord, like, where am I supposed to go? Cause too often we settle for the things that are easy right now, something that's sustainable. And I put air quotes around that because, yeah. <laughs> um, it just, cause you get paid every Friday or once a month or every other Friday or whatever that is, doesn't mean it's something that you're actually supposed to be doing. There's so much creativity that gets lost in people. And then they feel just kind of stuck, but this is stable and this is da, 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 but you're not really feeling fulfilled. And so that is something where it's like, I always like to draw people back into, and I did this a lot when I was consulting. And I guess even now, because I, I help a lot of women in the community do this, you know, when you try to find that passion or even that marketing message, right, to be able to share who you are, what's something that you would love to do and you would do it whether you got paid or not. But if you got paid, that would be like a triple cherry on top, right? Like, what is that thing? For me, I love being able to help women discover their voice and like get into that place where it's like, I know I'm meant to be here because it's one of the most powerful places to be, to know that everything in you is at peace, but it doesn't mean it's not going to come without trials because everybody needs to go through a season of positioning and, you know, just seeing, okay, can you hack it out? Can you really do what I'm calling you to do? And when I say that, I'm meaning like God's testing you yeah. Um, yeah. because not everybody's just going to, you know, get the glory right away. And honestly, nobody does, by the way, everybody yeah. thinks yeah. this is overnight <laughs> success, but it really isn't. There's right. a lot Spoiler that goes alert. on behind the scenes. <laughs> so if you're asking yourself that, ask yourself, okay, well, does this bring me life? Would I, can I see myself doing this forever? Or is this really just a safety net is a great place to start. Then if you're like, nope, I don't want to stay here forever. Then ask yourself, okay, what is something that I would love to do, whether I got paid or not? And then is there something you can get involved in that somebody's already doing? Or is this maybe the entrepreneurial moment where you need to go create it yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. And what a time to be able to do that. Yes. The resources are out there. The possibility is out there. Now, do you think that everyone has something in them that is that, that they can find, that they can name, that's like, I would do this for free, but it'd be awesome to get paid? Honestly, I think I think people I think people can find it. It's just a matter of do they want to go there? You know, yeah. because so many people get caught up in the safety of money 
And then for me, you know, being a, you know, strong believer, people put their lordship and faith in money rather than in God. And let's just be honest, you guys, I I did that for a number of years and didn't really figure it out until God was said, Hey, are we going to listen now? Like, stop doing that. And it wasn't until I fully surrendered that he's like, okay, now I can really open up every single thing that's going to give you the desires of your heart. But so often we put our faith in man, meaning the validation, the money, the security, all the things that we think are going to save us, but they really won't at the end of the day, because that fulfillment, that lack of is going to really kill you on the inside because we've yeah. seen people who have the money, the fame, the dot, dot, dot that we're looking for, but they still, and I'm just going to go there. They still, you know, commit suicide at the end of the day. They still yeah. hate their lives there. They get multiple divorces because they think it's the other person when really it's probably them. And so yeah. you really have to be able to ask yourself like those deep questions. So you can really get yourself in that lane of where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I love that. I do love that insight. Now, if someone says, uh, they're just so afraid. What do you say to talk back to that fear? Because fear's real and we know, okay, the Bible says not to fear, but it's not that easy is a, a magic wand telling us not to fear. So what actionable step do you say to do if someone's like, okay, I'm scared? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, like I get it. You know, there are, there are, there are things you're going to have to do in life that it's like, I am terrified of doing this thing. But the most important thing that I've been able to discover for myself, and I always encourage people to really dive into um, is really being able to listen and discern God's voice. And maybe you're like, I have no idea what that sounds like, or Molly, I'm not even a a Christian. I I don't even know what that is, you know, but like get real with yourself and take time, turn off the Netflix, turn off the scrolling, turn off the phone, go get quiet somewhere late at night, early in the morning, when the world's not hustling and bustling and ask yourself these real questions. Why, why am I fearful? And then have a journal and write things down and get real with yourself. Don't try to do this fluff thing and avoid the real issue. Because when you avoid it long enough, then, you know, a lot of people will even turn to sedating with certain things, you know, and then you never actually get to that real issue. So I encourage you to have what I like to call a self audit and really being able to like, okay, what is this said thing? And for all my Christians out there that, you know, believe in the Lord, ask him and you may not get that answer right away. You may have to, you know, keep seeking and seeking, but at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. It really is because living in fear is not the best way to live. And so many people choose to live in fear because they don't want to take the time to figure out where that's actually coming from. Exactly. I love that. And I love how you talk about the journaling because that's what I coach people on often Mm -hmm. is you have to talk back. You have to be active in the amount of thoughts you tell yourself in a day, the amount of outside thoughts you get placed in your brain in a day. You have to be committed to talking back in truth and speaking back in truth and prayer and journaling is such a beautiful way to do that. So that's really great. Now, okay. Something I ask everyone when they come on this podcast is what is something about you that maybe a time in your life or for your entire life up to this certain point you felt like made you awkward or a little different, but actually ended up being the thing that God is like just exploding in you now for your purpose. Oh, that is, that is a great question. (laughs) I'm like over here being like, don't get stumped on this one. What is that moment? You know? Um, gosh, I, I think one of the things actually, this is what comes up for me first. So I'm just going to roll with it. One of the things that people really never understood is just how open I am. They're like, why would you share all the things? Like my family hated and they probably still do how open I am. They're like, you just share all the things. Why do you do that? And then they would turn to me being like, why do you need all this validation? I'm like, no, it's not about that. It's about sharing the journey. So other people don't feel like they're alone and they get to see this journey play out. It's like your own TV show, right? Yeah. Um, That transparency for a long time, like God just at a young age, he just said, just start sharing. 
And so many people, I looked around, people just didn't understand it. They would actually, you know, project their fear onto me. Like, why are you doing it? Like they would try to tear it down out of their fear of mm-hmm. what if something happens to me, whatever it is, right? All of the above. Yeah. But I see how that's played out over the last decade of building my brand online and how people have actually been able to go on this journey with me from, I like to say, like from news to now, you know, and so much has happened in the middle from the different career paths to getting married, you know, all the things. And it's one of those things that I truly see as such a blessing because I've always admired people that can be open and transparent because you actually get to know them and you don't feel like they're just some figment of your imagination, untouchable. Yeah. People like the relatability. So when you're open and you're vulnerable and you're sharing, it doesn't mean you have to share every deep and dark secret, right. but let them in. You know, there might be those trolls and I put air quotes around that again, Yes, <laughs> because there's always going to be those people that literally just want to go and make you have a bad day. Well, you yeah. get to make that decision if they're going to let you have a bad day or not. Like, are they really going to impact you that much? But when you know in your heart, this message is so much bigger than me, it's going to be able yeah. to provide a place of understanding, maybe healing for somebody else. Because um, I always like to say your story is meant to be mentorship to somebody else. Yes, like what you exactly. went through five years ago, 10 years ago, 10 weeks ago, that could literally help somebody else today. And you didn't just go through it just for you to go through it. You get to grow through it. And then also for those that are bold and courageous, go share that. And so yes. that's kind of like that little superpower, if you will, of like, you know what, sticks and stones, whatever. Um, but I know this is going to help somebody, whether it's one or 1000, it's not really up to me, but it is up to me on being able to share that. So somebody can get a breakthrough. Yeah, that's so good because, you know, we know from the Bible that Jesus spoke in stories and by living and by talking with others and being in community. So what an example to us on how and deeply important it is to be in community. And of course you protect your inner circle always. You protect how much you share. We can use prayer requests as gossip. You know, we are all aware of that. So you can have a level of protection, but always at the end of the day, know that your story is for a purpose and a reason and is absolutely going to help even just one person. And that's going to be, you'll be amazed at what God does (laughs) through that. So that's, that's really beautiful. Okay. Now what about speaking of stories and vulnerability and things, what do you say to someone that isn't maybe in their, maybe it's not career. Maybe they're very happy in their career. They're living out their passion, but aren't yet where they had like a checklist So maybe that's marriage, maybe that's kids yet, maybe that's, or other people are putting these checklists on them. Um, I did everything young and had no plan. So I'm the opposite end where everyone was like, you did it too young, you had kids too young, you got married too young, you know, like all the things. So I don't really, I can't speak to that side of things where people are like, I have this checkbox and it's not met yet or other people's checkbox that isn't met yet. What do you say to that? Yes. Well, I definitely had my own boxes set up and it took me years to check off even a few of them and some still haven't been checked. So I am, as we're releasing this 32 years old here in 2022, um, I got married at 30 years old. So in 2020, um, I thought I was going to get married in my mid twenties, have my first kid by, by the time I was 30. And I'm just like, Lord, why is this taking so long? Well, I wasn't the woman that I needed to be in order to be that person for when I met my husband. And then what I did, I was ready. And so was he. And we actually got, uh, we were dating, engaged and married in 11 months, given it happened during the pandemic. And we we're like, we're not waiting around. Like we already know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like that checklist is just something society puts on you because they're trying to rush your timeline when really like, I actually, now that I'm a little bit older, I'm actually really grateful that I don't have kids right now because everything that God's been been able to do in and through me um, has would not be able to happen actually. If I were to have a family, yeah. 
And then I get asked daily, when are you having kids? You have all the things when you're having kids. I'm like, when it's time, you know, like I, it's not time yet. I'm not in any rush. Neither is my husband. If God wants to happen, he he knows how to make it happen. Like (laughs) it's on his time. It's not mine. So people need to trade in their timelines for his. And that is just such a prophetic message for so many things, business, husband, wife, all the things. But if you haven't found your significant other, this is what I did for me moving into this, like, you know, I want to find my person for the ladies out there, become the queen that you need to be. So when your king arrives, you're ready, vice versa for the men. Like you need to be able to work on you because it's not two halves make a whole, it's two holes make something even stronger coming together. And then you add Christ in the center, right? And, you know, three cords that are, you know, woven together are not easily broken. But if we have a little bit of a, you know, like wear and tear over here and wear and tear over here, it's going to unravel. And we see so much unraveling happen because people rush into it because they don't want to be alone. Um, I tell people before I met my husband, I was on a hubby hunt for like seven years. Um, because I was desperate. I'm serious. I was like, I want to find somebody. And God's like, no, not him. Definitely not him. Absolutely not. And so I finally (laughs) said, Lord, I'm over it. And then he's like, you're finally ready. And then he's, he audibly told me, which I'm very grateful for that. I got that turn around. There's your husband. And Johnny was literally right there. And we were friends at the time. And I was like, what a blessing. Now I know that's not everybody's story, but when I finally just said like, I'm over it. And it was kind of like a light switch turned off. We're done walking out. He's like, he flicked it back on, said, turn around. Like, you're finally ready if you're done playing games. And so I said, I'm done. And then, um, you know, two years into marriage and, you know, things are um, amazing. You know, not always because marriage isn't perfect. Of course, yeah. I married my best friend, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Well, you gave it to God. You gave the timing to God. You gave the authority to God in that. And I think that that's wonderful, whether it to you felt like giving up playing games, it was just giving it to him and he's got his, his plan. And I think, you know, my life is a little opposite in that I didn't think I could have kids. And our first year of marriage, I ended up getting pregnant, uh, which was a huge God's timing, not mine. Um, You know, that wasn't even in my wheelhouse at all. But because of when I did get pregnant, my dad who died of ALS two years later, Mm -hmm. got to meet my first son. So which never would have been he never would have met a child of mine, he never would, you know, so and then he got he got to find out that I was pregnant with my second, right before he died. And that is so special and such a, you know, again, God's timing, I had that wasn't that was all on him. And I we my husband, and I both confidently believe that that's you know, his timing can work in a waiting sense and also in a right now sense. Yes. And it's really cool to see what he does beyond what we we could ever do for sure. But then when you talk about marriage, I can't remember where I originally heard this quote, but I hear it all the time that marriage isn't 50-50, but it's 100%, 100%. You have to bring your 100%. So I like how you mentioned, you know, be the queen that is ready for her king. And because that is being at 100%, and my gosh, do you need that for marriage? Because (laughs) it is beautiful and it is very hard. You know, it's a refining and it's always teaching us about, I think God uses marriage to really show us what we needed shown and it's humbling and it's beautiful all at the same time. But that's, that's, I love how you worded that. That's really good. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. God really actually recently just keeps bringing me back to this uh, submission piece about marriage. Um, and as an A-type woman, that can be very hard. Um, yes. My husband and I get along very well, but it's also, you know, um, I'll just be honest. I'm four and a half years older than him. And sometimes I'm just like, really, is that really the best choice? But then Lord's like <laughs> submission. I'm like, 
under his covering. Okay. You know, <laughs> God's really in control. So no matter what, right. And you just trust that they make the best decisions with what they know, all the above. Uh, but it's like something that has been very humbling in just yeah. the whole season of marriage. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we have our roles, you know, like we're the helpmate, you know, they, they get to, you know, provide and cover and, you know, with her, my husband and I were both entrepreneurs. So we do a lot of, a lot of things together where it's a kind of a different household rather than the traditional one. But we love the craziness that we're in because we're in the lane that God's called us to be. And then eventually being able to share that with the family and bring them into the craziness. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Now, and when you bring up the submission, I know that's a trigger word for a lot of people, but, you know, tell me, does that hinder your ability to grow your business by being a submissive wife? No, not at all. And so I can see why submissive uh, would trigger people because even when I, I was mentioning it to my husband not that long ago, I was like, this is where the Lord brought me. He's like, Hey, why would you say that? Like, I've never had you submit to anything. Like he looked, he took it as like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm like, no, you're not like that husband. That's making me like, I'm the man you got to do this. He is not like that. Right, it's yeah. understanding his decisions, what he's doing is bathed in prayer. And even if you don't agree, submit to what he's doing because he's the leader of the household, but it's not, I'm the leader. You, It's not a dictatorship. Exactly, That's where people yeah. get it wrong. Exactly. Um, and so it definitely does not hinder me in business. My husband's absolutely incredible where he supports every single one of my crazy ideas. I'm like, babe, I'm going to do this or we're going to do this. We're going to go there. Like when we um, started birthing GPA, he was like, okay, this is cool. Then we went full-time GPA. There was a lot of sacrifice where, you know, God cut off a lot of different things that we love that we're bringing in income. So he wanted us to focus in on here, but he's been blessing it over and over and over by that obedience. Um, I believe most husbands would be like, no, you got to go back and do this and that, you know, in order to yeah. be able to bring in X, Y, and Z since, you know, being entrepreneurs, checks can come in in a big flood or maybe not a right. whole lot. You never yeah. know. But he supported me the, the entire way. He's like, if this is what God's telling you, then let's do it. And he sees and he actively takes an active role and like, okay, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Wanting to help. And um, he does videography. And so he actually can come in and help anytime in the business because we always need media. <laughs> but I'm very grateful for that because I know not every wife has that husband right. you know, or, yeah. has, or every husband has that wife that is super supportive. Yeah. But I encourage you if you don't, or maybe you're the one that's like, I don't really care for what my spouse is doing. Yeah. Take an interest anyways, because they care about whether it's a, a job or, you know, their, their passion or a hobby, take an interest because that's going to be a way to their heart of like, oh, you actually care, you know, yeah. and it may not be your favorite thing. Like there's stuff my husband, my husband does. I'm right. like, definitely not my favorite thing, but like, <laughs> I see that you love it. So I'm gonna let you love it over there and I'll check in every once in a while. So yeah. you know that I care and then just leave it back over there. Yeah. You talk so much about just loving well and how the Bible lays that out, you know, allowing your husband the space to be a good biblical leader will bless him and bless you, you yes. know, and then being supportive of one another, taking an interest in one another's interest. That's loving well and encouraging and supporting, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful way to love well. And I think people often do get hung up on the how to when just as the Bible says, we're called to love. And it, it sometimes is just that simple. Like, how can you love better today? How can you love this person? And that can be for friendships, for the kind of child you are to your parents and any relationship you can ask yourself, you know, like, how can I love well? How have I loved well? And I think that's important in a good self-evaluation to do often, not from a place of guilt, of course, but from a place of self-reflection. I like that. 
Yeah. I also want to just add on this. I just feel this on my spirit really heavy. So one of the things that my husband and I have talked about, and I feel like this is going to like help somebody that's listening to this, um, with where GPA is headed and being a multi, multi multi-million dollar company, we're already global, very big. Um, he sees that obviously, you know, just what's being, what's being reaped from a sowing, the harvest is massive and it is more, it is going to outgrow I don't even know if that's the right word. It's going to be bigger than what he's bringing in. So we talked about it as a husband and wife of like, look, as me being that person, being able to bring in more of the finances, breadwinner, if you will, I even hate that phrase. It doesn't really right, even right. How do you feel about that? Because a lot of men will wrap their identity in, you know, what they make in their job and income. Right. And he is totally, even in his end, submissive to that, where it's like, look, you love what you do. It's a smart model. It's going to help many. There's going to be great income that comes from it. And with this getting absolutely massive, it's going to, you know, bring in more than what it is for him. Not saying that to like brag or boast, but we had that conversation of like, how do you feel? Because I feel like there's a woman on here that has big audacious goals, but like, you know, maybe they need to have that conversation with their husband because it's not a matter of like, who's bringing in what it's ours together, but it's also checking in on the spouse of like, how, how do you feel about it? And ultimately, yeah. you know, I loved my husband works his butt off. I would love to be able yeah. to be like, Hey, you're going to go on sabbatical for six months. Bye. Yeah. You know, go right. do whatever it is that you want, whatever that may look like. Um, but just being able to, you know, have those conversations because sometimes, you know, being able to just open that up, even when it's tender, um, yeah. can be tough. And so I, I bring that up only because I feel like there's women out there that have these big audacious goals, but yeah. people in the Christian community specifically don't like to necessarily talk about money. I look at money as a tool. I'm like, the Lord can do a lot in and through me if I make more money so I can go tithe and pour it into yeah. the kingdom. But he can't do anything through me if I'm broke and living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And so many people get stuck in that. And that's right. a big thing that we talk about in our community because so many women sometimes even come in to the membership on their last dime. God told me to be here, but there's an opportunity for you to get out of that rut. And there's going to be things you have to heal and break through but it's going to be worth it. And so, you know, even having that conversation with your spouse, I feel like is so important because the money topic can be really tender, but I brought it up way long ago, way beforehand. And as this grows, you know, we continue to talk about it because, you know, like, again, it's not like a, Hey, look at me. It's a, Hey, I want to pour back into all these areas with you, you know, all these things that we're doing this together because I wouldn't be able to do this without him at the end of the day, his support, his prayer, his love, all of it. And so I feel like somebody needs to hear that message because I don't feel like that kind of message is talked about enough yeah. um, from like a kingdom perspective. Mm-hmm. So sorry, it's a little bit of a tangent, but I was like, I don't no, know why I feel like I need good. to share this, but I, I feel like somebody needs to hear it. Yeah, someone that means somebody does. And I think that's beautiful. And that's part of just having good soil. And when you have good soil that the Lord is using you to sow in, it, it's your and your husband's soil. It's your family's that, you know, it's your family's soil there. And that can be a beautiful thing. And those conversations are important to have. And so much of that is, you know, needing the husband and the wife to know their identity. What is your identity? And because you need to work through what your identity might temporarily be wrapped up in or where your identity needs some, some solid foundation, because then it, I always think that anything that is triggering to a spouse or to ourselves, it's always such a good thing to get curious about and to bring to God. You know, if it triggers you, it's like, Oh, okay. I need to talk to God about this a little bit. Something's going on there. And it's important to talk about those things with our spouses. So that's a great word. 
there for sure. Okay, yeah. Molly, this was such a helpful conversation and I do appreciate your encouragement to others in different seasons people might be in. And I'm for sure gonna link Girl Power Alliance and your social in the show notes so people can reach out to you and learn more about that. And you do have, if they follow you on Instagram, is there a way they can get to your free Facebook community for Girl Power Alliance, like a preview or something? Can they find that when they reach out to you? Yes. So in okay. the link tree in my uh, bio, Perfect. and I think actually both on Facebook and Instagram, you guys can okay. reach it there. Okay, great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Molly. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Anna. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. I would really appreciate you taking the time to also leave a review so more friends can find this podcast. And as always, if you have any questions or want to learn more about my coaching that I offer, you can visit my website, www.awkwardlyanna.com or just email me directly, helloannabar at gmail.com. And I cannot wait to hear from you. Thanks again.